Jimmy Garoppolo's trade value. All right, so we're going to get into all that and more. So you already know what to do, man. Keep it locked right here. It's San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. I'm your host, former NFL and NFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And as usual, man, I appreciate everybody that's in here. Send those flames. We, You know, I got to get better at doing a wellness check, man. Make sure everybody's good. I see the flames coming in. Five flames from my dog, Richard. Five flames from my dog, Alexander. Scott Alexander, excuse me. Good morning, Sean Levingston. There we go. Five flames. Everybody feeling good this morning. That's what's up. It's the holiday season right now. I just got done training the athletes. So, you know, my mornings are kind of a little different right now, a little off. But uh, we're going to get it rocking anyway. 7 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Central Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. We're in here live. I get a lot of people that message me and they're like, you know, on Twitter, at Eric underscore Crocker, if you're not already following me on Twitter. But I get a lot of people that message me, and they're like, hey, man, how do I come on live on the show? Like, man, man, 6.30 a.m. Pacific time, usually. All right, but we're, we're here live right now. And as as you guys know, I've told you guys, we do have the podcast form now. So you don't have to just sit in here for an hour and a half and, oh, man, I got here a little bit late. I mean, obviously, I want you guys in here. But you can also tune into the podcast form of it as well. A couple more podcasts. I got some podcasts in the works, right? We got a soccer podcast coming up on, uh, you know, on our our network, our frontline sports media. We got the soccer one coming up. Another 49ers one with a couple of my guys that I think have great insight. So, you know, just to hear a different perspective on things. Those are two guys I can't wait to launch that podcast. So this thing will grow. And eventually it won't just be a 49ers uh, center media site. You know, I want to cover, you know, all teams and have and give everybody their own platform, man. So. Uh, can't wait to get all that stuff going, and I'm pretty sure you guys will be the first to hear about everything that's going on. But first, I want to tell you guys about Manscaped, all right? And they got the Lawnmower 4.0, and not just the Lawnmower, man. Manscaped right now, they're having a sale, 25% off Black Friday sale. That's actually good between now and the 29th. So anything that you want from Manscaped, and I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all out there need that Manscaped, man, all right? Go to manscaped.com right now. You get, they're doing 25% off, but do not forget to use the promo code Crocky. All right, now, promo code Crocky won't help you get an additional 20% off that we usually would get, but it still helps, goes towards the show, and knows that I'm pushing you guys towards them. All right, so I know you guys want to help and contribute to the show. A lot of people ask, how do I contribute? This is how you contribute. Go to manscaped.com right now. Purchase something. Promo code Crocky. All right, and they got all kind of good stuff. Uh, between, you know, just the lawnmower 4.0, all kind of other stuff, you know, ball deodorant, all kind of stuff to make it so you're walking around, you're as fresh as possible for your lady friend or whoever you got, you know, coming over for the holidays. All right, so clean up real nice, groom with Manscaped, promo code Crocky. As usual, we got Underdog Fantasy, promo code Crocky. Right now, download the app, Underdog Fantasy, promo code Crocky. is not just a betting app. We've all, we've all gone through it already, the over, unders, and later this week, we'll get into some of the plays that we're going to do uh, for this weekend's slate of games. Probably do some stuff with the 49ers as well. Underdog Fantasy is not just a fantasy football app. Fantasy football, baseball, basketball, they got everything. They got you covered with all that. And they got some really nice over-under props. 
some uh, rival stuff. You can pin one guy against another that's playing against each other. Who's going to do better? Parlay it together. Make you some money. All right. So, underdog fantasy, promo code Crocky. Go do that right now. All right. So, let's start again. I wanted to come on here and talk about 49ers being a playoff team and how I'm confident with that. And it was looking a little grim. I'm not going to lie. It was looking a little grim. But a couple weeks, a few weeks back, I said, hey, 49ers still going to the playoffs. And uh, it was it was looking like that was going to be something really tough. And it's still going to be tough. It's not going to be an easy feat for the 49ers. They got to continue how they're playing right now. But we ain't getting into that yet. We're getting into Jimmy Garoppolo, the situation, which is what it is right now, and the value of Jimmy if he continues to play well. All right? So I'm watching the Giants game last night, and I'm like, damn, Daniel Jones sucks. Like, he's terrible. Now, things aren't great around him. Uh, it looks like the offensive line, there might be some, you know, issues there under pressure. Uh, but his just decision-making is terrible. Uh, he's very inaccurate. And I'm just like, this is a team that should be in the market for Jimmy Garoppolo. Matter of fact, this is a team that should be in the market for giving up a first-round pick. For Jimmy Garoppolo. Now I get it. Giants have if they keep sucking like they are right now, they're going to you know they're going to be picking extremely high. So maybe it won't be a first. Maybe it'd be a high second. Whatever the case is, I threw a first out there just in general, right? And I get a lot of pushback on that. That Jimmy Garoppolo will be a work a first. And I, and this is my thing. If you'd have asked me, I don't know, a few weeks ago, I'd have been like, hell no, nah, Jimmy's not no worth the first round pick. Like no way, right? But the NFL. It's fluid, and things move. And Jimmy Garoppolo right now, over the last four weeks, he's been the most efficient quarterback in the NFL. Now, again, I think as 49er fans or people that cover the 49ers, everyone knows that Jimmy, he is what he is, right? He has certain level of limitations. You can tell that they're not putting a whole lot on his shoulders, even with what the game plan is right now. 49ers have been able to run the ball 86 times over the last two weeks. All right, so you, you you look at that and what he's been, and you look at the injuries, and I think a lot of that would tell you, like, that's eh, not worth a first-round pick. But the NFL doesn't work that way. It is a it is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. And when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo and what he's able to do, he is able to win games. He's able to win games. Is he great? I, I would say no, not great, but, he, you know, he could play good football. And, you know, you continue to look at Jimmy Garoppolo and, and what it is that he does well. And most of the time when the 49ers do lose, it's like, well, it's not – he's not the issue. When I look at the Giants and you look at their quarterback, Daniel Jones, it's like he is a big part of the issue. I had somebody say me tell me, well, you know, like his – you know, who he's playing with. And, I, and I, again, they can, they can help with the offensive line. But he has weapons. I think they act like, you know, oh, it's the Giants. They don't have, like, these guys like that. Like, nah, man, they, they got Kenny Galladay. They got Slayton. You know, they they had um, Sterling Shepard. You know, I, he's out to injury right now. Got Kadarius Toney. Like, they, they got Saquon Barkley. Like, there are pieces there to have more success than what he's had. And he's just a bad quarterback. He's just bad. So when I look at a team like that and I look at Jimmy Garoppolo, one, I'm I I just don't believe that Jimmy Garoppolo will be here next year. I don't think he's 
I don't think he's good enough to overcome the circumstances, right? And when I say overcome the circumstances, I mean 49ers just traded the world to get the number three overall pick and drafted somebody that plays the same position as him. That guy will be in regardless. And at some point you have to figure out a way to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. And the best way to move on from uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is trade him. And you need him to play well. Now, there's two things here because the 49ers need him to play well because they are pushing towards the playoffs. And again, right now we're going to get into the 49ers. I do believe they're a playoff team. But also, you need him to play well because the value goes up. Now, Kyle Shanahan, uh, John Lynch, they're not thinking about that. They're not thinking about, oh, Jimmy, keep playing well so we can get more out of you, trade value. That No, that's not what they're thinking, and that's not where they're playing him. They're playing him because they feel like he gives them the best chance to win, and you know they know what he is and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, the next year he's gone, all right? And, he, and again, he's playing good football. But there's a lot of pushback, and I mean, my quote tweets were going crazy with Giants fans really killing me. Hold on. That's not what – okay, I'm going to get to that, Trice. I'm going to leave this up here so I can get to this. But there were Giants fans really killing me. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a bum. He's this, he's that, he's that. Jimmy Garoppolo, one, he's not a bum. Jimmy Garoppolo does not suck. You know, you can you can be critical of Jimmy Garoppolo's ability to consistently stay healthy. Like, yeah, you can say, well, he doesn't really throw the ball down the field well. All right. But even within that, he's figured out a way over the last four weeks to be the most efficient quarterback in the NFL. And with just however he plays or his limitations, he's been more of a winning quarterback than a losing quarterback while with the 49ers. So however you want to spin it, he's above – He's I don't want to say he's above average. He's he's a slightly above average quarterback. And what what what's the – what can you get for that? What can you get for a slightly above average quarterback? And I would say you can get a first-round pick. Matter of fact, let's talk about it, all right? The one one of my pushbacks I got this morning from someone was that he's he's a in, he's in injury prone. Matter of fact, I don't even want to butcher it. I want to say exactly what my guy said to me. All right, this morning he said a first rounder for a mediocre, fragile quarterback. Yeah, good luck with that, right? And my response was Sam Bradford, right? What was Sam Bradford when he got traded from the Eagles to the Vikings? An injury prone, brittle, mediocre quarterback. And they got a first round for him. Injury prone, fragile. Like he was tearing his ACL every week. I mean, every year. But what they do? They gave him. They traded him. First round pick, right? It's what the it's whatever the market says you're, you're worth. Not what fans think you're worth. Not what even sometimes your team thinks you're worth. It's what the market says you're worth. And when you're looking at the market of this upcoming uh, season, right? The market for a quarterback is not going to be great, especially when you look at the draft. This draft last year, it had some high-level quarterbacks, five of them in the first round. This draft coming up, it is not the same type of level of quarterbacking. You don't have the Trevor Lawrence. You don't have the Justin Fields. You don't have the guy with the high upside like Trey Lance. You don't have the Mac Jones, the most efficient quarterback in college football history. You don't have Zach Wilson who came on and was firing and doing all these other things like you don't you don't have you don't have any of that like it's you have Matt Corral maybe 
Spencer Rattler was supposed to come out. Spencer Rattler was supposed to be a first overall pick. And he's just, he got benched. So a lot of it is the market. So all those things raise the stock of Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. All those things make it to where I want to zoom in so y'all can really see me. All those things raise the value of Jimmy Garoppolo. It makes you be able to get more for Garoppolo than I think what most people would think. Right. So with, with Jimmy Garoppolo, there is potential there that the 49ers would get much more than what people think. Let's talk about another quarterback. Cause again, let's go back to the tweet. And my guy said a first rounder for a mediocre, mediocre, fragile quarterback. All right. Well, what was Carson Wentz? What was Carson Wentz when he was traded? Mediocre, fragile quarterback, right? Carson Wentz was broken up. Carson Wentz got benched for Jalen Hurts. And then it was so bad that not only did he get benched, they said, all right, yeah, you're, you're going to get benched. And you know what? We're just not even going to dress you. Like the situation was that bad. And still for him, they got a third round pick and then a another pick that can either be a second or a first, depending on how many games he plays. And it looked like he's about to get a first. So, and that was a, a future pick. But they were able to get a third and now a first round pick for Carson Wentz. Now I see my guy Jess Gang say Wentz is younger. I don't think that matters. I don't think it matters that Wentz is younger because Jimmy is not like old like that in quarterback years. Can you get three years out of Jimmy Garoppolo? Could you get four? Like, yeah. Would he be 32, 33, 34 years? Like, yeah. But like, you know, 30, what was he, 29 years old now? 30, 30 years old? Like, he's not old. So right now is like, can you get Jimmy Garoppolo? Can he play? Can he give you three good years? And if a team believes that, then all right, again, Sam Darnold. While younger, like my guy uh, Jet Gang said, all right, Sam Darnold was playing atrocious again brittle injury prone mediocre quarterback they were able to get a sixth a second and a fourth round pick for sam darnold who was terrible terrible sam darnold was terrible terrible all right and they got again a sixth a second and a fourth for sam darnold so again we can look at Jimmy Garoppolo. Is Jimmy Garoppolo better than Sam Darnold? Y'all tell me if y'all think he's not. Right? Only thing you can say is, well, Sam Darnold's younger. You know what I'm saying? He has a higher upside. He does better throws and stuff like that. And I agree. Like, he, there's some things that he does better. But, again, Sam Darnold has been ass. Ass. And next year, he's his fifth-year option, they picked it up. He's making $25 million. All right, so Carson Wentz situation uh, led to locker room. Yeah, so that's why Carson ultimately got benched. I mean, not benched, uh, inactive, but he wasn't playing well. Carson Wentz, all, if you look at the 2020 season and you look at all those metrics with quarterbacks and stuff like that, like he's at the bottom. He was the worst quarterback in, in, in the NFL last year. He was terrible on top of injuries and things like that. So, again... When we start talking about, I think we're, we are, I think we're overestimating, not we, because I'm not, clearly. I think fans are overestimating front offices and what they're doing to get, what they're willing to do to get a competent quarterback in their building. And Jimmy Garoppolo is that. I strongly believe, if Jimmy keeps playing how he is, which is a solid starting quarterback, the 49ers could potentially get a first round pick for him. And if not a first round, I mean, you can get a high second and maybe something else. 
there aren't a lot of court like I know 49er fans, we get so locked into watching the 49ers. There's not a lot of good quarterback play around the league. And right now, it's looking like there aren't many answers. There, there, there's not many answers out there in the upcoming years. So you're going to have to figure it out. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo really can help a lot of teams. Again, is he great? No, but sometimes teams, they need something that's just can God just help me win games? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Jimmy Garoppolo can do that. Again, I want to welcome everybody to the San Francisco Morning Show. Appreciate everybody that's in here right now. I got my guy Trice, and I've been waiting to answer this question. He says, y'all forgetting that even Jay York said Trey could sit multiple years behind Jimmy if we make the playoffs. Jimmy will be here in 2022. No, that's not what he said, Trice. See, I wanted to wait to get to that. That's not what he said. See, but sometimes, you know, we... We, we, you know what I'm saying? We take little parts and it's like, okay, well, we want this part. We want to hear, you know, that part or whatever. That's not what he said. What he said was, if Jimmy Garoppolo is playing at an MVP level and the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl and they win the Super Bowl and stuff like that, then yes, Trey Lance can sit multiple years. I would say that maybe, and we're going to talk about 49ers being the playoff team and all that type of stuff, but I would assume most people, I don't think, do you guys think that Jimmy is playing at an MVP caliber, caliber level? Do you think that Jimmy Garoppolo is playing at a level right now in the sense of his, his, his uh, I want to say responsibility, that's not the word I'm looking for, but his contributions to the 49ers winning right now. Do you think that he is the reason the 49ers are winning? Do you think that the way the 49ers are winning right now with Jimmy Garoppolo, they can't get that in the next year with Trey Lance. Like, can you, do you think that you, if you play a game where you don't turn the ball over, you take the ball away twice and you run the ball 44 times, do you think you can win that game with Trey Lance? I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that Jimmy is playing at an MVP level. When he said that he, he was talking in the sense of, the best case scenario in the world, right? Because at the end of the day, we drafted this guy number three overall, but we do have a quarterback that has we've we've he's been the quarterback of a team that went to the Super Bowl. So when you look at it from that standpoint, it's like, hey, anything is possible. That's what he's saying. Anything is possible. Yes, in the perfect world, if Jimmy just plays lights out and he's MVP and all that, and, and he does all this down the other, and we're we're balling and we go to the Super Bowl and all that, yeah, Trey Lance can sit for another year. And of course, and I think most of you guys, if Jimmy was playing at that high of a level, you would understand that. Matter of fact, I believe most of you guys would understand, even right now, if Jimmy was playing at a high level consistently throughout this year, we wouldn't be hearing about Trey Lance, all the Trey Lance talk, when he's going to play, blah, blah. You might hear... Or they're going to do like a little package for him or something like that. You got this guy, he's just sitting on the sideline, of course. But if 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 Jimmy had been playing lights out this whole year, you would not hear anything about Trey Lance, at least not for me. The, the Trey Lance talk and rushing him on the field, that didn't start until Jimmy wasn't playing well, the team wasn't winning games. And it's like, well, you have Jimmy Garoppolo around, because he's supposed to contribute to winning games. He's supposed to contribute to winning football games. And if you're not winning football games with Jimmy Garoppolo, which at the time, you know, just looking at the roster, looking at the team, they were two and four, right? At that point, you are looking at it like, well, I mean, you might as well play the rookie. Like, if you're going to lose games anyways, you might as well play with the rookie. Excuse me. That's where they were at. 
know what I'm saying? If you're losing games anyways, you might as well go to rookie. But if if Jimmy had been playing well all year, you wouldn't hear the put in Trey Lance, all this down the other. No, Jimmy's balling. He's doing his thing. Trey Lance can sit. He can learn. He can let it happen organically. It was just getting to a point where it's like, uh, how much longer do we deal with this? But that's so that's what Jay York was saying. If Jimmy hits the ground running, 49ers balling, 2019, 49ers started what, 8 0 or whatever it was. Jimmy hit the ground running, 49ers 8 0. He's leading. He's looking like the best version of him. He's living his best life. He's balling. He's leading the team. 49ers number one seed. Like Jimmy Garoppolo, he's, he's doing everything he can. 49ers, they, they get a bye. Like they, they go to the school. In that scenario, yeah, Trey Lance could sit. Because that's hard. It's like, we might as well. Might as well, you know what I'm saying? Might as well <laughs> stick with Jimmy for a little bit longer. Because the, the reasons why the 49ers went out and got Trey Lance, it wasn't, it wasn't just because of, well, Jimmy just can't play. I think there was some of that, right? Where it's like, man, we do want more. We do want to upgrade. Okay, Matthew Stafford, hmm, Deshaun Watson, let's look into it, right? Like there was some of that, but also some of it was, hey, it's an inability to stay injury, but injury, uh, stay healthy. But there was another scenario where in year four, year five, or whatever it is of his time with the 49ers, hey, maybe we can see a better version of Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Like maybe he can be even better. And if we see that, then yeah, that's a high level quarterback. And that's a guy that could potentially win the Super Bowl and all that. And, and if that's the case, then yeah, Trey Lance, he can, he can sit a little bit, but that ain't what we've seen. Jimmy has played well. I don't think Jimmy has played well enough to say we have to keep him for another year. He would have to be literally like lights out from here, from here on out. And I see somebody right now, Jimmy is number one on third down efficiency in the league right now. If Jimmy continues that and he continues being the number one efficient quarterback in the NFL and he leads the 49ers to several straight wins and they go to the Super Bowl and they win the Super Bowl and you see that Jimmy, like, damn, they – they 100% could not have done this with anybody else. Like, when you look at 2019 and you look at that playoff run, it's like, uh, you could be an average quarterback and win and go to the Super Bowl with that, how they played him, right? Taking the ball out of his hands against Minnesota, only running the ball eight times against – or throwing the ball eight times against the Packers. Like, most people can go to the Super Bowl with that. Like, most quarterbacks, right, just be kind of competent, right? You can go to the quarterback Super Bowl with that, right? But – what is there? Is there more to that than Jimmy Garoppolo? And again, that's what Jay York is speaking to. If there is more, like if there is MVP caliber level, MVP, like if he's paying that, then yeah, Trey Lance could sit. And you wouldn't hear pushback from me with that. The Packers drafted Jordan Love. Now they didn't give up a whole lot to get him, right? They they got him at the end of the first round, but they drafted Jordan Love. And goddamn Aaron Rodgers just made it to MVP in the two straight NFC championship games. You're not gonna hear play Jordan Love. You're not gonna hear that. Rodgers MVP playing at a high level. You still can't can't stop him. Like he's great, right? Just lost. Wasn't all his fault though. But Rodgers is playing so great, like, okay, there's not gonna be a rush to put. Jordan Love on the field. And he needs it. I watched Jordan Love against the, the Chiefs. He needs to play. 
but you're not going to play over like so if Jimmy if Jimmy turns into Aaron Rodgers then yeah Trey Lance can sit that's what Jerry York was saying <laughs> that's what York was saying he wasn't saying Jimmy just oh yeah just go to the playoffs like nah bro nah I need a little bit more than that son so yeah that's what we had you know I had to talk about that a little bit um I'm pro Trey but I'm winning first, so I'm going to cry about the QB situation right now. So I'm not going to cry about it. Yeah, we're fine. Right. You know what I'm saying? Aaron Rodgers, elite quarterback. Rodgers went 400 yards passing and four TDs after COVID. That's an elite quarterback. Elite. Elite. That's not what we're talking about with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo plays good quarterback. And again, and when you do see Trey Lance more, the way Jimmy Garoppolo wins is going to be different than the way Trey Lance wins. Like, they just, they're just two different quarterbacks. All right. Again, I appreciate everybody that's in here right now. Shout out to everybody. Make sure if you enjoy this show, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, all that good stuff. I see the numbers going up on a lot of my, you know, the analytics and everything like that. Couldn't do it without you guys. I got the underdog fantasy promo code Crocky. You know what I'm saying? If you're into betting and things like that, they got the over-unders. You guys are killing it. I see everybody that's doing it. Shout out to all y'all. Shout out to y'all that... Uh, send me all your plays and how much money y'all making. Sometimes I'm a little jealous if I'm not making that money on that day. But shout out to y'all. Get paid. Get paid right now. Underdog Fantasy, promo code Crocky. We also got the Manscaped, you know what I'm saying? Manscaped, the Lawnmower 4.0 is out. And again, Manscaped right now, they got a Black Friday sale. And it's, web it's website-wide, 25% off, right? You guys can get that right now. So even if you do get that 25% off all your Manscaped things, promo code Crocky so they know who sent you, all right? So make sure you guys do that. It's a limited option, uh, li limited time right now. Later, put this up, my bad. What the heck happened to my, I'm pressing buttons over here, y'all, my bad. Here we go. So yeah, limited time right now offer on Manscaped, manscaped.com. They got 25% off. Everything they got this wholesale going on this week is Black Friday. Go get you guys some. Take care of yourself. Take care of you. Know what I'm saying from your from your your nose hairs to everything in between to your toes, whatever it is. Manscaped has you covered. Twenty five percent off right now. Don't forget to use promo code Crocky. And if you don't get it after this sale, still promo code Crocky, and you'll get twenty percent off. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you guys do that. That Manscaped.com promo code Crocky. All right, and all that good stuff. But let's get into it, man. And hold on. I got a contribution. And I appreciate this. 49er Lakers. Listen, I'm a 49er and Laker fan as well. So, I, you know, salute to you. There's not many of us. Actually, there's probably more of us out here than I expected. But uh, great show, bro. I appreciate it. I just come on and talk, rap with y'all. And eventually, I'm going to put the link in there so y'all can come on live. But I appreciate the contribution. I'm going to leave that up for a little while. A little while. Great show. Let's go. Um, I'm new to a couple other shows. Right, so I have um, locked on 49ers and locked on NFL draft. Make sure you guys, if you don't already listen to those shows, uh, download, listen, all that good stuff. They're out five days a week. But whenever you're like a new, whenever you you are a new host to something and you're coming in to somebody that has built up an audience, they don't like you very much, right? They don't like a whole lot of change. So you you know eventually. All my people will come in there and it'll be people that are used to hearing me talk and speak about sports and things like that. And they're like that. But there are, I've seen it on both things with the Locked On 49ers and the Locked On NFL Draft where they're like, oh, I don't want to listen to this raspy sounding 
uh, Eric Crocker guy. There are people upset just because my, my voice is a little raspy. So I appreciate this show because I know y'all don't care if I got a raspy voice or not. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate everybody that's in here right now. I appreciate all the love and support from all of y'all. All right. But let's talk about the playoffs. And there is a playoff picture right now. So the 49ers right now, and again, I mean, it's crazy because just a couple weeks ago, we knew that there was a scenario to making the playoffs still, or at least getting in position to be able to go to the playoffs. And it was looking a little bit like, damn, like it's getting ugly. 49ers, they had lost four straight. Then they beat the, the, the Bears, and it's like, also, okay, here we go. And then you get demolished by a Cardinals team without Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Brown. I mean, A.J. Green, excuse me, uh, J.J. Watt. And you're like, maybe we're, maybe we're just not good. <laughs> you know, maybe we're just not good. But then you go and you destroy the Rams. On primetime television, everybody sees it. And it's like, okay, you got them throwbacks on too. Then you go and you beat the Jaguars. Now, the, 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 mood, the mood starts changing. The vibes start changing. You know what I'm saying? Now we're, we're starting to feel a little bit more comfortable, starting to get a little more balanced. I come on here yesterday, and I'm extremely happy about things and where the 49ers are headed. And I look, and I'm like, you know what? Playoffs. Playoffs? <laughs> it's, it's legitimately right there in reach. So you look at the standings right now, and again, we, we want to stay, you know, one game at a time, one game at a time. Like if I were, if I were Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, or whatever, and I'm talking to the team, one game at a time. Don't worry about the last game. Don't worry about the 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 the, the game uh, two weeks away. Worry about this team. Worry about the Vikings. But as people that cover the 49ers, as fans of the 49ers, we could talk about what's to come. And I see my guy Sean Buller right there. Seven games left. The team needs to win five out of seven. And I agree. It's going to be something along those lines. All right. So let's look at where the 49ers land right now. One, it sounds crazy, but it's still early in the season. The 49ers are three games out of first place in the NFC. Actually, it's three and a half because they lost twice to Arizona. All right. But the 49ers, three and a half games out of the first spot, right? That's not too crazy. Two games out of the second spot. Now, with the 49ers, the number one seed right now is Arizona. So if you're not the first seed, then you automatically are going to be around the fifth seed, which the 49ers are actually two games behind the Rams right now. All right. So let's talk about it right now. 49ers are two games, two games behind the L.A. Rams. And it's not even two games. It's really a game and a half because the 49ers beat the Rams. And they play the Rams again week 18, I believe it is. Rams are on a two-game losing streak right now. Rams, who I still think are a legitimate Super Bowl contender, but maybe they're not. You know, we'll find out. Matter of fact, here's a key note about the L.A. Rams that I talked about on Line Sports. You know, I know I do some work for Line Sports. And I talked about if the Rams are Super Bowl contenders or not. They only have one win against a team that's above 500. One win against an above 500 team. Now, I know you guys are probably like, well, four hours only one game, you know. Over. Yeah, but whatever. The Rams only one game above 500. So, again, there's still some like, oh, are they good? Are they great? In theory, yeah, they made a lot of moves and they've done a lot of really good things with getting, you know, you know, uh, Jalen Ramsey, you know, you know, adding different guys, Von Miller's, uh, you know, Stafford, and they look loaded, but are, how good are they? We still got to find that out, right? But 49ers, only a game and a half behind the LA Rams. So let's look at the rest of this. Right now, the 49ers are tied 
with Minnesota Vikings, New Orleans Saints, and then you got the 49ers at five and five. That's for the sixth, seventh, and then the 49ers at eighth spot. Remember, 17 make playoffs now. So right now, 49ers are right at the cutoff. They are the next team on in the hunt. And ahead of them, two teams that have the same exact record as them. And the crazy thing is, one of those two teams has lost three straight games. That's New Orleans Saints, and they got Trevor Simeon, that quarterback, and he is not that guy. We could see the New Orleans Saints potentially lose another game or two. Let's look at the Saints uh, Saints uh, schedule real quick. And what do they have coming up? Because right now the 49ers have one of the easiest schedules coming up. All right? But the Saints, they just lost to Philadelphia. They got the Cowboys coming up. They got the Jets, eh, whatever. They got Tampa. They got Carolinas right there. You know, Miami. It's not a super difficult schedule, but if Trevor Simeon is just not good, then it'll be a lot difficult. It'll be pretty difficult for them to continuously win games. You got the Minnesota Vikings. And the big thing with, you know, the Vikings being ahead of the 49ers, you control your own destiny. 49ers are playing at home. Levi Stadium. Let's go. Playing at home against the Vikings. And you know what this reminds me of, man? This reminds me of, and I know people hate talking about 2019, but this reminds me of 2019 you know the crazy thing about 2019 season, as well as the 49ers play, there were a lot of people that were taking the Vikings over the 49ers in that game. A lot of people. Someone said, uh-oh, playing at home. Hey, man, we just beat the Rams at home. So I think we got our swagger back. Ooh, ooh. All right, I think we got our swagger back. But 2019, divisional round playoffs, there were a lot of people, a lot, that were taking the Vikings over the 49ers in that game. A lot of people. And it was like they were hyping the Vikings up to just be this juggernaut of a team. And the 49ers went in there and destroyed them. And, again, right now, similar situations. I think their their situations are kind of marrying. Right now, you do have Kirk Cousins. He's playing some good football. Cousins is playing good. 21 touchdown passes, two interceptions. It's crazy. you out there balling. But you got the Vikings. And everybody, again, is like, they're the hot stuff. And this reminds me of 2013. They're the hot, I mean, 2019, they're the hot stuff. Somehow. Okay, the great win against the Packers. 49ers almost beat the Packers. If it wasn't for Diamondo Lenore having a, a mental meltdown, you know what I'm saying? Like, both teams were, were in position to beat the Packers. They, they did. 49ers didn't, but 49ers had a chance. They were up with 37 seconds left, no timeouts. 49ers are right there. They're not far off. But the way that they talk about the Vikings is that they're just better than the 49ers. And I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think the, 40, I don't think the Vikings are just flat out better than the 49ers. And when I look at this game, we're going to get more into it as this week goes on, you know, Friday episode. But... The Vikings, like, they're solid. But right now, they're marrying the 49ers just like they were in 2019. But everybody talks about them like they're just so much better. Maybe it's because of the splashy plays by, like, you know, J Jefferson. You know, I think people look at, oh, Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, like, he's this, he's that. We got Debo Samuel who wins anyway. You can't even take away Debo. How do you take, how do you stop Debo Samuel? How do you stop him? He, he can go for 200 receiving yards. He can run for 100 yards. We, we just saw it. 
<laughs> you get the ball in hand, you can't. How do you stop him? You got George Kittle. How do you got Brandon? Are you coming on? He just he he's he's coming he's coming into his role night right now. So again, I got my guy Trice. He says their offense is more dynamic. How is it more dynamic than what you're getting from the 49ers right now? Who can beat you any type of way, whether it's running the ball or if it's okay, let me hit George Kittle. Let me okay, Debo Sam, let me hand the ball off to Debo. Let me throw the ball. Okay, let me hit. If you want to say more dynamic because they can hit a bigger play down the field, then I agree. Okay, they can throw the ball down the field better. But the 49ers offense has been very efficient. They're running the rock. They can throw it to you got Kittle back healthy. You got Debo doing whatever he wants to do. You got Ayuk coming on. This is not the 49ers are in a terrific position right now. And all the 49ers have to do is each week just get a little bit better. Get a little bit better. Now, here's a great one. Oh, I love this one, Michael. Appreciate you for throwing this out there. Why are you worried about the 49ers cornerbacks? At, at, what, at what point this year, aside from a penalty, right? If you want to say, I'm worried about the 49ers cornerbacks getting a, a penalty downfield, then I'd be like, you know what, man? Mike, Big Mike, I agree, bro. I agree. If, if that's what we're worried about, then I agree. Dang, they might get a penalty. Haven't I haven't had a penalty, haven't had really an issue in the last couple of weeks. But if that's what okay. But if you're just saying I'm worried about the corners because the 49ers cover corners can't cover or they're prone to give up the big play, that is not true. 49ers corners do not give up the big play. 49ers secondaries have not really given up the big play. Most of it has been for the most part. Like, and that's not to say like you can't find a play. Here and there. But I'd say they don't really give up explosive plays. That's not something that's been happening to the 49ers defense. I see Norman. Norman, you know what I'm saying? He does some weird stuff sometimes. <laughs> Josh Norman. If you want to say you're worried about Josh Norman because he could potentially be a liability at some point, I, I can see that. But throughout games, Norman's fine. And he's forcing turnovers. Or at least opportunities for it. He's, I think he leads the NFL and forced fumbles with five. So, okay, Norman might do some weird stuff or whatever, but boom, punch that ball out, get the 49ers ball back. Can we continue that? Thielen and Jefferson have been cooking better corners than ours. Thielen and Jefferson have been cooking better corners than ours. I think that's what Michael meant. And my thing is, why do you think the 49ers corners suck? You know what I'm saying? Like, Or why do you think they're not playing good? Matter of fact, I would love somebody to come on, explain to me, why you think the 49ers cornerbacks have not been playing good? Now, again, I can point to the weird stuff. I pulled out a video. It was Josh Norman. And he, like, jumped early and the ball went over his head. Okay, weird. But aside from that, why, why, do, why, do, why does everybody say the 49ers corners aren't playing good? Let me know. Why aren't they playing good football? I, I just want to know. And I'm hoping somebody can tell me. Why do the 49ers corners suck? Why don't the 49ers... Why 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 aren't their corners considered good? And their pass defense isn't all that great either. I, I just want to know. I'm waiting for the responses on why 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 does everybody look at the 49 secondary and the first thing they say is oh they're just not good? Is it because they lack like the big names? Because when I look at 
the 49ers games, and, and especially look at the corners, I see Norman is cooked. Hell, my guy Pete Duncan. And, and again, I'm not saying that he's not cooked. Like my eye test says there's some weird stuff going on with Josh Norman, right? Whether it's the penalties, the weird jump, missed jump on the um on the uh on, on the missed opportunity from the Rams. Like there are some weird moments, but if I don't look at it from the standpoint of one play or two plays, I look at it for the consistency of an entire game. And when you look at an entire game of the 49ers, I don't see a bad secondary, especially when you have Ward back there, especially when you start to have, you know, Tart back there as well, and you're mixing in Hufunga in the corner. The 49ers secondary is not bad. They're actually pretty good. <laughs> I know, surprising. Surprise, right? <laughs> like, they're good. They're good. You know, the biggest difference was, now if you want to say, well, penalties. I'll give you that. But they ain't, they ain't really had none over the last couple of weeks. And that's why y'all that have been listening to me, uh, you know, for a while on this show, you guys have been tuning in. Y'all have heard me say, I'm not going to say that the 49ers defensive backs suck because they've had penalties against them. Because the penalties are subjective to the referee and how he sees it on that specific play. The the uh, we are third in the league. We are third in the league versus the pass. It's been the offense that's kept us at 500. Now against the Cardinals, the 49ers were bad, but even then, that wasn't the corners. Like that was poor tackling by guys underneath, giving up a screen pass that goes for 50 yards or whatever. It wasn't the corners. They schemed up something against Hufunga. They schemed up something against Tavon Wilson, a double pass. It wasn't the corners. We talk about the corners as if they're just bad. They're not bad. Uh, the DP, the DPIs hit how many? Nope. Can't say it. Okay. I I love I'm 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 a myth buster today. That's why I am. Myth buster crocky today. That's why I am. And this is why you can't say that. Because the 49ers, although, yeah, Kirkpatrick was terrible. Although the 49ers have had defensive penalties, defensive pass interferences, stuff like that, if you look at the league, they're not even at the top of the league in just penalties versus their secondary, whether it's holding, illegal contacts, pass interferences. There are teams with more. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they got more. That's off the top of my head. I remember looking at it. And that was like two weeks ago. And now the 49ers, I think they've had, what, one penalty against the secondary over the last two weeks? So did the 49ers give up 130 yards or whatever to Trevor Lawrence because the penalties? No, there were no penalties. <laughs> there were no penalties. They just gave up 130 yards. They played well. I think the 49ers are good and the secondary is good. The secondary is good. Do they got like just that guy that you consider a shutdown corner? No. Are there such things as a shutdown corner? Trevon Diggs. How many of you guys would take Trayvon Diggs on the 49ers right now? Put a if you would take Trayvon Diggs on the 49ers right now, give me a hundred emoji. If you think Trayvon Diggs is a shutdown corner right now, give me a hundred emoji. You think Trayvon Diggs is a shutdown corner? I'm waiting to hear from this, but I hear a lot. Do you know the, you know what the biggest thing that Trayvon Diggs has going for him right now? Eight interceptions. He's taking the ball away. There is no such thing as a shutdown corner. There is no corner in the league right now that has given up more yards than Trevon Diggs. He's given up the most amount of yards. And whoever's like second and third are other corners that you wouldn't expect that. Trevon Diggs has given up the most 
yards in the NFL. So y'all talk about Mosley and Norman and all these other guys. Diggs not only is giving up the most yards in the NFL, but he also is getting dinged for pass interferences. He's near the top of the league and giving up pass interferences as well. You know what I'm saying? But he's taking the ball away. And I, I take that. That's what I like. Be opt opportuni opportunistic. Take the ball away. You know what I'm saying? But dude, I think everybody has this idea in their head of how a cornerback is supposed to be. You know, most guys are not that. Oh, Ramsey. So my guy Chris, Ramsey. Ram Ramsey's, there's not, there's not that out there. There, there just isn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, there's just him. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's Stephon Gilmore. Now, 49ers, they have an opportunity to get Stephon Gilmore. But, you know what I'm saying? JC Jackson, my guy, what's good, what's good? JC Jackson, he's playing well. There are a few guys. So, when you look at the 49ers, right, and this is how we have to do. I love Ramsey. He, he's not toxic to me, my guy. Uh, this is what you have to do. Let's look at the entire NFL. There are 32 NFL teams, including the 49ers, 64 starting outside corners, 64 starting outside corners. And you have maybe two that you would say are quote unquote shut down. Most of the league is built around the guys more so like what the 49ers have. And out of the rest of the league that's built with more guys like what the 49ers have, the 49ers guys are having better production as far as coverage goes. Where's the lie? <laughs> 49ers corners aren't as bad as people think. All right, but enough of me talking about that. I appreciate everybody that's in here right now. Shout out to all my listeners. I see ain't no Deion Sanders in the league. That's right, Peachy. That's right. No Revis in the league. Jair Alexander, he's good. He's good. He's legit. But even then, Jair Alexander, I mean... Again, and again, I love Jair Alexander. Love him. He's one of my favorite corners to watch. So, uh, you know, Debo has some catches against him. So, my guy, Ayuk, whoop him in the end zone. Uh, uh, whoop, uh, touchdown, Ayuk on Alexander. So, really good. But things happen to him, too. Things happen to him, too. Has Emmanuel Mosley given up a touchdown this year? I don't know. I'll tell you where the 49ers need to improve. And even in this game, move forward, we'll talk more about it. The the D-line. All right, but here we go. We're putting in the chat. I want to hear from y'all now. We're going to talk about it. We're going to rap about it. My phone ringing. I got my guy, Nick from Nothing But Niners. Nick, but nothing, Nick from Nothing But Niners, you're on live, man. What's good with you? What's good, fam? Yeah, you're, you're on live on... Uh, on uh, the this, show? yeah, the San Francisco 49ers morning show. Ah, uh, what's going on, man? How's everybody doing today? Hope everybody's doing, doing good. good. This is my guy Nick from Nothing But Niners. <laughs> <laughs> um, what you guys talking about this morning? So right now we're talking about how you know, and I'm telling them, I don't think everybody talks about the 49ers and the cornerbacks, and I'm like, look, the 49ers aren't the 49ers corners aren't as bad as everybody says they are. Again, they've, they've been one of the better teams um, as far as uh, pass coverage efficiency goes. They're third against the pass right now. Uh, penalties has been a bit over-exaggerated, and I don't I don't say that the 49ers guys can't cover because they've been flagged because flags are going crazy around the league. 
And I don't even think the 49ers are top in the league in those categories now. And even heading into the last two weeks, there were teams with more secondary penalties than the 49ers. But I think it's because of maybe who they have. Everybody's just like, oh, you know, 49ers secondary, they, they can't play. But I'm like, I, I think they're solid. I, I, I have to tend to agree with you here. I think the secondary hasn't been the issue. Um, I think the defensive line, to be honest with you, has been more of an issue than the secondary because they're just not getting there. I just uh, said the same thing. As corners, I mean, you know, you're not going to be able to cover receivers, you know, longer than three seconds. It's, I mean, it's just not possible. Um, you know, with us not getting the pressures and the sacks that, that we are expecting from that defensive front, um, the lack of, uh, you know, other than Nick Bosa has been playing pretty well, obviously with 10 sacks on the year. But in the end, I mean, look, the corners are trying to do their best. I mean, a lot of them have to trail and, and catch up to guys because they're covering for so long. Um I'm not putting that on the secondary. I'm putting that more on the on the front seven than anything. All right, I agree. So, Nick, I'm going to get back to you. I'm going to call you when the show's over. I appreciate you calling in. Yeah, man. All have right. Good, have a good rest of the day, guys. All right. So that was my guy, Nick, from Nothing But Niners, you know, calling in, checking in with your boy. All right, but, um, yeah, Embry Thomas needs to improve. But he don't start, and he don't play. And the only reason why he played last game was because the 49ers were up so big. D-line has to get home. That, everybody talks about how people feel about the secondary. They need to flip that and put that same energy into the defensive line. Like, they're the ones that need to improve. Secondary, they're fine. They're fine. Watch when you guys see the the, the uh, damn Viking secondary. 49ers, 49ers should eat them up. Now, Kyle Shanahan, the one thing about him, and we'll talk about it, I feel like he doesn't, he doesn't game plan against teams weaknesses. He just game plans on what he knows works, and he might, like, scheme open guys in the sense of, like, the scheme, but he doesn't just, like, attack people. But if he was, it's like, Kyle, you need to single up uh, – What's my guy? What's my guy's name out of McKenzie Alexander? He's their slot, their nickel guy out of Clemson. Single up McKenzie Alexander. Kyle, you need to single up, you know, Dantzler. Like, get those guys. Like, let's let's work those guys. But Kyle, he don't really think like that. All right. But uh, here's the link to the chat. Obviously, I'm going to bring you guys on. We're going to talk about it for another 30 minutes. 49ers, playoff team, baby. The playoffs are near. The playoffs are near. Here's the link to come in. But first, again, I want to give another shout-out to a couple of sponsors. Got to pay some bills. And you guys help me pay these bills by going to Manscaped, manscaped.com. Promo code Crocky. Again, right now they got the Black Friday sale. 25% off the entire website plus free shipping. So right now, go to manscaped.com, 25% off. Use promo code Crocky so they know who sent you, so they know I sent you. And not only will... Your wife, thank you. Your balls are thank you. You know what I'm saying? You be all nice and fresh. And again, they got the crop preserved. They got the ball deodorant. All right. They got the little spray for you to make sure that you're nice and you're fresh down there. So go ahead. Take care of yourself. You know, don't be walking around looking all crazy. Please, your lady, and go to manscaped.com right now. Type in promo code crock again. They got 25% off. And if you missed this week's sale, go next week. You'll still get 20% off by using my promo code. Underdog Fantasy, promo code Crocky. All right, so make sure you guys, Underdog Fantasy, download the app, promo code Crocky. Got a lot of action coming on, especially for Thanksgiving. You have uh, the Cowboys playing against the Raiders. Is CeeDee Lamb going to play? If he is going to play, he's going to get over 60 yards. Let's hit some over-unders. I know you guys are going to walk through some of those with me. We're going to do this together for Underdog Fantasy, 
promo code Crocky. All right. Now, coming on, I got some callers in, and I want to hear one. First thing I'm probably going to ask my guys, do you think the 49ers secondary is good? And I'm only asking this question so I can push back just in case they say no. <laughs> all right, here we go. I love all y'all that's in there right now. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. All that good stuff. But first up, I got my guy Rich. Rich, what's good, man? Sorry about that. I, was, I mean, what up, Crocky? What's up, man? I'm chilling. How you doing? Good, good. So I don't know if you remember on uh, nothing, nothing but, or uh, excuse me, locked on on Sunday night. I, I brought up the that uh, that first round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, and yes. uh, and 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 Peacock, you know, um, shot back and said, "I don't think so." But um, now it's, now it's gaining some steam, and and I really believe. I mean, if Jimmy and the team continue to play the way they're playing. And I loved your tweet this morning with the Sam Brad, uh, Sam Bradford pick because that's like a perfect comp. Um, you know, a desperate team needed him, gave up a first-round pick for him. I mean, you, we just don't know what the market's going to look like in the offseason. But um, the other the other uh, two teams I was I was tweeting out earlier was uh, – or a couple days ago was um, even the Seahawks and the Packers because they might be moving on from their quarterbacks in the offseason, so they might be in the market for a quarterback. So we just don't know what the market's going to look like. And it's all about supply and demand. The more demand, or you know, the less supply, the, the price goes up. So, you know, we, we see what inflation is looking like right now in our economy. Right. Um, and then the second thing, just to go along with your, your cornerback situation, um, I think the cornerbacks are doing fine. I mean, I don't know what – I think people look at – we're so focused on the past, we don't look at the now and the future. We look at what Josh Norman was before he came to the Niners, and we just got this assumption. Hey, Rich, Rich, my bad. I got to kind of cut you off. Something, Something's kind of going in and out with your uh, audio. Oh, my bad. Let me so I'll call back in. It kind of sounds like you're underwater a little bit. All right, I'll call back in. All right. All right, here we go. Got my guy Darius coming on. Darius, what's good? Hey, and Darius... You got you got the manscape. What, what's going on? You got the you got the manscape products. <laughs> my guy, hey, my guy Johnny here. My guy Johnny here says all my cheating guys definitely need the manscape. Hey. I'm no, not I saying you cheating. Yet, you know I'm saying if you are, you know, what I'm saying you out there. Manscape promo code Crocky. They got 25 off. You know, what I'm saying make sure you go in there. You're not walking around looking sure. crazy. Get sexy for your lady. You know, what I'm saying. Uh, That's porno, a fact. Hey, listen, listen, listen. I ain't gonna lie. That 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 manscaper. Uh, you know, she don't if she don't never, you know, bow down too often, fellas, you know, that manscape might convince her, you know, to do something different. But uh You feel me? Anyways, children. Me? Yeah, but you know, that's you know, that's <laughs> for another time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh top of the morning, man. So man, good morning. first things first, I how remember, you feeling you, about you, the you, you, how how are you feeling about the 49ers chances to be a playoff team? Start there. Right. Yeah, I I feel good about it only because the competition is playing bad as well. So it's like, it's really anybody's as far as like the seventh, seventh and the sixth seed. I feel like that's anybody kind of game right now because the Saints, they sputtering out a little bit, quarterback problems and all that. Even though I guess they just signed the boy, they gave him a little bit of money. But I don't think he's that good, though. Tyson Hill, I don't nah, think he's that yeah. good. No way. 
Um, yeah, and then uh, we're going to see with the Vikings because I feel like they, they are deceptionally good. Like, their record don't reflect how good they are. I feel like, you know, same as us. You know, it's like it's like we got to fight our twin, you know, our twin brother or something, man. We got to go out there because they got Thielen and they got the youngster. Uh, Jefferson. And I don't know how Josh Norman's going to handle that. Yeah, Jefferson, man. He's, as long as he plays clean, just no penalties, man. If he beats you, he beats you. We got help up top. Like, you see what Jimmy could do. Like, he'd get around that field swell. Rather, he's back there with Tart or uh, Hufunga. It don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Just – the penalties, that's it. If we could just play clean, we'll beat them. Period. Uh right. Our defense, if we're talking about playoffs, our defense, that line has to fucking get more than two sacks when the game don't even count no more. When it's fourth quarter and it's like, come on, man. Like and R and Key, he's doing his thing. I fuck with R and Key. Bosa. But that's the thing. It's like if Bosa's gonna get choked and double teamed, y'all should be getting way more pressure. Like that means y'all got Head ups and somebody damn near could. I don't know, man. Let me, you know, I, I'm not right. a professional. I don't know how it's really I, I going see what for you're him. You know, but yeah, man. But it's just like I would expect more. I would just expect at least hit these people. Like we had a all out blitz, man, and we didn't even touch uh Trevor Lawrence, man. So I'm just looking at it like if we're gonna be a real playoff team, we got to get pressure on the, on these quarterbacks. Uh, but who else is out there? Um. Like against Carolina, uh, nah. And they're so, yeah, cool. Like, like you yeah, know, I, actually, I, I watched the game. Cam Newton, that was probably the most efficient I've seen Cam Newton in a while. Like he was very efficient. He used yeah, his legs he, to make plays. Yeah. Yeah, he looked good. I just don't believe in the team as a whole. Like, right. I just don't. They don't. You know, what I mean, they don't live up. I don't think they really have like a. Other than Christian McCaffrey, I don't feel like they have like a real threat, passing wise. I just don't really be seeing nobody when I watch, but um, yeah, I feel like that's pretty much them as all the people. You know, I don't know. Eagles look like they getting a little fake hot, but the I ain't worried about them right the now. Tiebreaker. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. I ain't really worried about them. It's like the ones that's, that's in front of us right now really is the Vikings. I feel like that's if you we get over them, that hump, so. then. Yeah, that, and then I feel like huge. we could beat gotta, Seattle. Gotta win that game, yeah. right? And I feel like we could we could beat a a a dying out Seattle. Like they're everybody's upset over there. They're they're, they're worse than us as far as organization wise. Like inside the locker room and all that. Like they're pissed. I'll be going on their little uh, message boards. Um, <laughs> on Bleacher Report, yeah, they they hot. <laughs> They they fight with each other and all that, so we could beat Seattle, man. Y'all got just gotta believe in believe in themselves, which they've been doing. I don't know what Kyle told them, but you know, and I gotta give Kyle his flowers, bro. Like the past two weeks, he's been in his bag, man. Like he surprised me. He didn't run from the run game when they loaded the box. He didn't, you know, he stayed with it. I don't like Debo running as much, but whatever though, he don't get touched, so you know. He's, Good on that, but um, I gotta give Kyle his, his props on that. He did that, and uh, the boys like they playing. It looked to me, I would feel like you know, if I was a professional, if it was me, I would feel like you know what, even though I signed this one year contract, you know, what I'm saying like I show out now, I could be somewhere else 
You know what I mean? I, I could pick and choose where I want to go. I ain't got to be on the couch hoping my phone ring. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I see them out there. They playing with pride, man, and they really, they're really putting it out there. And, like, I, I, I give them credit because it's, it's next man up mentality. You know, we got all these injuries. And it's like I, I don't even miss Michael McGlinchey. Like, I don't. Like, they've been doing their stuff. You know what I'm saying? So even with uh, – I'm kind of mad about Devontae uh, Harris being hurt, though, because I like him. He's a solid cornerback. I do. I know. He's I like somebody dude. I've been looking forward to, to, to seeing. But I, I'm going to get you out of here, Darius, and get my guy Roscoe's on. He's been waiting for a minute. I appreciate you coming on, though, bro. Uh, yeah, for sure. Thank you. All right. Got my guy Roscoe's coming on. Roscoe's, what's good with you, man? What's up, Croc? You know, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I feel good today. <laughs> you just got oh, some uh, Manscaped products. Oh, man, you know what? I I'm going to get some. You know, I'm, I'm going to get some. Promo How you feeling Croc. today? Oh, I'm feeling it's good. It's Tuesday. We got the holidays coming up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm feeling good. And because I know at the end of the holidays is payday, and uh, price going hey, up, hey. man. Price going hey. up. Hey, hey, you need to get that shirt out. And hey, nobody better use that. Price going up. Everybody know price going up. Hey, wait, <laughs> quick question before I get into what I want to say. Uh, what is your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Oh, great question. If I had to point just your mom's in here because you got to let her know like moms this is what i want <laughs> well i you know I'm, I'm in arkansas so my mom won't be here but oh, if i had to if i had to pinpoint just one thing right one thing and it's like if i had this on thanksgiving just this one thing i could only choose this one thing i'll be good it's probably like the the, the candy yams or like sweet potato uh with the marshmallows in there yeah Real? Uh, I'm not gonna knock you for that. You know, mine's it's either that or baked mac and cheese. I, 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 but I have them like together. So it's, it's, it's that with the baked mac and cheese because I like to like get my mac and cheese on the fork and then dip it. You know, then get a little bit of the, uh, you know, what I'm saying the the yams and then eat. It, you know, what I'm saying okay. so, like yeah. those two uh, together, it's kind of a package deal for me. I'm not, I'm not going home for uh, Thanksgiving either. But my mom, she actually was like. I'll give you the recipe for the mac and cheese. Now, for years, she never tried to give me the recipe. So now she's about to give me the recipe. Oh, man, Craig, it's a, it's a wrap. If I learn if I learn that mac and cheese, it's, it's over. It's it's over. But yeah, so, uh, I came what, on what here. What are you on, on, on dressing real quick? How, what, what, or not even dressing. Like, What's your take on turkey? I see my guy Warriors all day say turkey, bro. Like, what's your take Turkey's on turkey? Whatever. Turkey's whatever to me. It's the mac and cheese that matters. As long as I get my mac and cheese, I mean, I, I do mac and cheese and turkey. Like I, I'm very, I mean, I, I try to say I'm not a picky eater, but I, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I am a picky eater. Uh, the turkey, <laughs> I have to have turkey, and I have to have mac and cheese. Like, yeah. and and, and uh, dressing, dressing. Oh, my mom makes the best dressing. I'm sorry to all you little people in there. My mom's. She makes the best dressing. She cooked better than your mom's. I'm sorry. Hey, okay, one, one more question before you get into what you wanted to say. Uh, one dessert. One dessert. You get one dessert. You look like a pound cake type guy. Pause. But you look like a pound cake type guy. But what's your what, what's one dessert? You, you only get one. Okay, 
it, it honestly it all it it all depends on my mood but actually i mean it depends because my mom used to make this cake where she used to make this chocolate cake but put caramel uh, uh, uh icing icing on it and then they stopped selling that caramel icing which ruined me and so i i mean yes pound cake is yeah, man, pound cake. <laughs> See, I knew oh, you yeah. look like a pound cake type person. I knew it. But but that's not my favorite cake though. My favorite cake is strawberry, uh, strawberry shortcake. But just for Thanksgiving, the pound cake is your favorite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my mom makes like three or four cakes though. But yeah. But you only yeah, get she, to pick she, one. Uh, bruh, it just depends on how I'm feeling though. But pound cake, yeah. No, nah, I mean pound cake because I like that little hard, the hard edge parts. Yeah, bro. Pound cake. <laughs> I'm fat boy. Fat boy. See, mine, mine is a. Uh, mine is a. My favorite is is probably the like peach cobbler, right? I mean, I think okay. I'm supposed to say like sweet potato pie, but and I do look forward to eating the sweet potato pie. But I think uh, the, I was just about to ask you how your feelings my, on sweet potato pie. Not a lot of people like it. I, what love me some sweet potato pie? I mean, I I'll randomly eat it throughout the year. Go get the uh, Walmart Patty Labelle, pop that in the oven real quick. You know what I'm saying? Nah, right. But uh, I my mom. No, but listen, my guy DJ. All right, my dog DJ Stevens. Shout out to my dog DJ Stevens. My family, I have a family full of great cooks. All right, my mom, grandma, my uncle Mark, my uncle Trick. Like I got my brother with the rib. Like I got a family full of great cooks, but nobody. And I mean nobody. And they're they're good with the sweets and everything, but nobody has made better peach cobbler than my dog DJ Stevens. And my dog DJ, he cooked it one time because we were playing it uh, together. This is our rookie year in the AFL. He cooked it in San Antonio. And it was like some some recipe his mom got, but he made it different with the top layer of the pie. Mm -hmm. He he used like the cake, like the cake crumb stuff or whatever. But bruh, like. To this day, I actually my mom almost slapped me because I told my mom, "Mom, can you make can you make the peach cobbler like my boy DJ? I haven't seen you the and my mom, you know, she got offended. But yeah, that's DJ the ultimate disrespect. I know that's the DJ ultimate. The you don't do that. Uh, yeah, matter of fact, I'm, I'm, I mean, I know, do you do you do you put ice cream with your uh, uh peach cobbler or oh, whipped cream? Oh yeah. Oh no. Uh, well, usually like the whipped cream with the with the sweet potato. But with the cobbler ice cream for sure, vanilla ice cream. I'm gonna be honest with you, Crack. I'm not really. I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, peach cobbler. It's good. Like I'll occasionally have it once in a while, especially with ice cream. But I'm just. I'm. It used to be my favorite when I was young, but as I grow grown up, I, I don't even rock with it like that. But I came on here to talk about D'Amico Ryan's man. I, you know, I feel like yes. everybody getting all this love, but if we look at back to back weeks, I mean, really. Both, I think both did. Um, both teams really got some garbage time. I mean, what? We, what, what was the score to the Rams? Ten to 31-10. Okay, so back and they to back scored games. That, I think they scored a touchdown like late. No, no, no. The Rams the scored it early. Late. Okay, yeah, then they, they kicked the field goal late, and the Jaguars okay. scored late. But back to back weeks, you know, D'Amico Ryan's has called an excellent game, and I think. D'Amico and Shanahan has been complimenting each other, but I definitely want to give a shout out to D'Amico Ryan's. He's got to do at a top five defense right now. They're playing much better. Uh, I, I'm shout out to the leaders on the defense where people say, you know, Fred is not that that leader guy, but 
he is. Jimmy Ward, Armstead. I, I'm really excited about how the defense has played these past two weeks. But I really wanted to give a shout out to D'Amico Ryans because he shut down the what? The number one offensive scoring team in the NFL. Shut them down. I mean, the Jaguars, we didn't expect much from them. But still, even though we didn't expect much from them, I, I'm still happy that we did a good job on them. And then how he incorporated Hufunga into the defense. I thought he did a really good job. A lot of us was all debating, oh, you know, uh, Tart and Hufunga, Tart Hufunga, even though Hufunga cut into some of his steps. But at the end of the day, D'Amico's like, okay, we got to get our best athletes on the field. And now you got Hufunga, Tart, and Ward all in there at the same time. Like, bro, like I, I really, really appreciate how the defense is playing and how uh, D'Amico Ryans is using his players. It's get the best players on the field. What did you see from the defense that you like uh, from Sunday? And what, what do you think are the advantages of putting somebody like Hufunga, Ward, and Tart on the field at the same time? Well, it really helped because in situations like that, when you have Hufunga, Ward, and Tart on the field at the same time, that's essentially your kind of, uh, what is it, dime package, right? So you bring in Ward or not bring in Ward, but you have Ward down. Now he's playing man up in the slot. That's a t And they would have Tart and Hufunga playing too high, right? So it just gives you more versatility with your coverage, with, you know, and still have guys that you, you know, can believe in playing on the back end. I think that's something that's going to definitely get the 49ers the advantage moving forward. Also, and you talked about uh, D'Amico Ryans and him, uh, you know, his uh, play calling, his game plans over the last couple of weeks. I'd say most of his game plans have been really good and really spot on. The one where I'm just like, or there were two games where I was just like, uh, he came out and I didn't necessarily like his game plan. Or, yeah, for sure the, the Bears game, I thought he came out and just figured, oh, our pass rush, their, their offensive line is bad. We're gonna get we're gonna get a good uh you know rush against their bad offensive line, right? And that just didn't happen. So in turn, you had uh 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 Justin Fields just hitting he, that was his most efficient game, just hitting it, hitting the pass, hitting the pass, hitting the pass, short pass, short pass, short pass, because I think he thought, oh, we're just gonna rush four and drop in coverage. That didn't work. All right. So whatever he was thinking heading into that game, that didn't work. I thought they lost containment in that game versus Justin Fields. That was bad. I think the other part of it, uh, the other game was probably the Cardinals game where I just felt like he had no answer for the short stuff. Now, I don't know if he wasn't expecting Colt McCoy to play and maybe he was game planning for more of a Kyler Murray game plan. But whatever he was thinking the 49ers are going to do against the, against the uh, Cardinals and Colt McCoy, it didn't work. Now, on top of that, the tackling was terrible. And that, you know, that, you know, but those were the two games where I was just like, I ain't really care so much about the game plan. And I called it, but in the other games, I thought, and again, I look at it, not so much the results, but like, okay, what is he thinking and how well does it work? I thought he's been pretty terrific throughout the year. As far and this, as this know, is my now against the Colts, look at the Colts, Colts scored 31 points, but how much of those points came off of big pass interferences down the field? So to me, is that, D'Amico Ryan's not calling a good defense in that game or just a lack of execution on the back end with the pass interferences or with just how the refs are seeing it, right? There were three calls 
that where the 49ers defense was getting off of the field and Wentz just threw the ball up and they had pass interference just on the field. Three calls that resulted in first downs and all three resulted in points scored, right? So the, they, they were kind of aided along. I didn't think it was so much a bad job by D'Amico Ryans. But overall, I think he's done well, especially considering a lot of the injuries that he's had throughout this year. And I, I just two two last things before I go. <clears throat> as far as the secondary, I think since that Colts game, I think we've seen a much better secondary as far as the penalties are going with pass interference. And that goes back to coaching. And also, I remember, I mean, they, they were practicing jump balls or whatever in practice. So that's a coach identifying a problem and going after that problem. And the Niners, I mean, I don't remember. I mean, maybe we have had one or two since. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. But our, our secondary pass interference is, 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 is going down. Passes interference calls against our secondary. And the last, I'm going to ask you this. If the defense continues to play the way they are playing, do you think D'Amico Ryans will start getting some looks as a head coach? As much as I would love that for him and getting another black head coach out there, I would not like it because then the Niners will lose another defensive coordinator. But just the way I've seen the team plan, the defense plan, especially with his defensive line not being as dominant and they're still carrying a top five defense. If the defense finished the way they are playing right now, do you think he will get some head coaching looks? And I guess maybe if they at least win a one or two playoff games and the defense really shows out. Uh, I think he's a year away from that. I think you got to – he's like a year away from that. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. All right, Croc, thank you so much. Again, All right. happy holidays to the, everybody in here. Make sure y'all hit the like button. Make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure y'all get the Croc gear. Price going up from here on out. Price going up, baby. Price is going up. Shout out to my guy, Chris. All right, here we go. I got my guy, Croc. White folks uh, have bland and bitter pumpkin pie. Uh, black folks have sweet potato pie, more flavor. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny about that? Because, yeah, uh, pumpkin pie is more, you know, uh, white people. And obviously, I'm married to a white woman. So, you know, I got my wife. Uh, I have my son. He's half and half. So, yes, traditionally, black folks, we eat more uh, sweet, sweet potato pie as opposed to, you know, white people, they eat more pumpkin pie. My son, the first thing that comes to his head is pumpkin pie. And, I'm, you know, me, I'm like, Dude, we don't eat pumpkin pie like that, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because, I mean, we eat pumpkin and everything else to drink pumpkin lattes and whatever. But it's like when it comes to pie, it's like, bro, we don't do that. You got to eat sweet potato pie. But he's like, nah, man, I'm eating that uh, pumpkin pie. So, you know. But, yeah, that is something, you know, traditionally we've seen more of uh, black folks, more sweet potato pie. I love my sweet potato pie. And matter of fact, my wife, they were at the store yesterday getting everything ready to they were just getting everything ready for uh for thanksgiving and uh, my wife brought home a pumpkin pie and i'm like what are you what are you doing with that she's like oh d asked for it like why did you ask for pumpkin pie <laughs> you know what I'm so uh yeah you know look there's just a you know a little difference nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that all right all right i appreciate everybody's in here real quick i wanted to kind of get into some of the Defensive penalty stats, right? Right now, 
when it comes to the most uh, penalized defensive backs, you have, I don't know if this is just pass interference or what, but Trevon Diggs leads the NFL in penalties. All right, now he doesn't lead it in yards. All right, so just penalties, just straight-up penalties, he leads the league. And he has eight calls against him. I can't tell if this is just P.I. holding, whatever, but he leads the league with eight. Uh, Penalty yards. You got Jamil Dean. All right, he has the most uh, penalty yards given up of any secondary member. Now, I would say it looks like in the top 10 of both of those categories, you do have a 49er. In penalty yards, Jaquiski Tart has given up 70 yards in penalties. And I think the crazy thing about Tart giving up 70 yards in penalties is he also missed three games due to IR. So that's not good for Tart. And I think that's probably something that we weren't really expecting to see. Now, Josh Norman, we know he's given up, uh, you know, he's had his penalties and stuff like that. Josh Norman has only given up 40 yards in penalties. And he's been penalized, it looks like, five times. Five times 40 yards. All right, that's Josh Norman. Uh, Let's see, looking at other guys. But, yeah, I, I think the 49ers' penalties are a little – it's not as bad as people think. Now, let's look at – oh, I can look at – specific type of penalty let's see all right let me try to find teams league the way this one it works it's kind of hard to find oh here we go down the distance roughing the passer passing penalties all right here we go so here we go passing penalties Defensive pass interference, 49ers are still number one. They're at 14. All right, so 49ers have 14 defensive pass interference calls, and I believe their last one was – did they have one last week for 12 yards? Because they had one penalty for 12 yards. Maybe it was last week. I know the week before that they had one on Kwan, uh, K1, uh, K1, Kwan Williams. All right, uh, the 49ers. They have 14 defensive pass interferences. That's first. The next team uh, has 13. That's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, total penalties. Total penalties. The 49ers are tied with four other teams with the same amount. Also, you have Cleveland in here. They have one less. Then you have a bunch of teams with like 15. So there, it's not as many as other teams. I think the thing that's hurting the 49ers is that it's all pass interference for the most part, as opposed to like defensive holding. They only have two. That's not high. And, and the illegal contact, 49ers actually have zero illegal contact penalties. So it's really just the pass interferences, which have led the 49ers to be, to have the most penalty yards in the NFL. And again, uh, you got Jaquiski Tart, who's leading that. All right. So that's kind of where the 49ers are in the sense of, kind of penalties, and, and obviously that's something that they'll continue to look to improve on each week. You don't want that to be an issue. But like to see the 49ers, you know, get better with the pass rush, and I think that might, you know, might help a little bit. I see everybody talking about Thanksgiving food right now. That's what's up. Thanksgiving coming up. Hope everybody 
uh, you know, has a good Thanksgiving, all that good stuff. Uh, holidays coming up again. We're going to be doing a lot of betting. We're going to go over some prop games probably Wednesday or Thursday morning. Hey, it's going to be Thanksgiving, but we're still going to come on here Thursday morning. All right. Promo code Crocky. That's on underdog fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. Download the app or go to the website, type in promo code Crocky, and you know what I'm saying? Deposit some money, play, bet, gamble, all that good stuff if you're into that. Also, Manscaped. All right, Manscaped, one of the official sponsors of the show. Now, not quite as official. I have to sell 10 items before it's official. So help me get to that 10 number. Go to Manscaped or Manscaped.com right now. Use promo code Crocky. Promo code Crocky. And um, let's get this thing going, man. Make sure you guys take care of your stuff. And take care of Crocky. Take care of the show. I appreciate everybody's in here right now. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. I know a lot of y'all is the same people that's in here. So that's what's up. Obviously, the show continues to grow. You know, numbers up. You know, now, whatever. We're doing good. Make sure you guys like the show, subscribe to the show. If this was something that you liked and you're interested in coming back to, set that notification bell. And uh, you know when we go live. But until next time, I'll see y'all. Peace. Intercepted. It is picked up by Eric Crocker. Over midfield. He'll run it. All the way into the end zone. Touchdown. The Crop Talk TV Podcast. Peace. Peace.